It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Spike Milligan. I'm really like, right. I'm getting sluggish to the start here, but uh, it's time to watch The Muppets. It's time. We watched the Spike Milligan episode, episode 317 of The Muppet Show, airing in the UK on March 2nd, 1979, and in the US on January 18th, 1979. Thank God America got this episode sooner, Megan. Thank God. Do you think Spike from Buffy got his name from this guy? I... I hope not. Yeah, I hope not. I really hope not. I think that there has been no performer on this show yet that had a worse appearance. I think that this is the worst, the worst it human that I've ever like, seen interact with the Muppets. What was this? I, I don't know. And you know, okay, so cold open. Guest star Spike Milligan shows Scooter his coat of arms. This started and I was like, I like this. It this is fun. funny as hell. <laughs> Well, what's that you're wearing? My family crest. Well, what's that? Coat of arm. This guy truly seemed like a pain in the ass to work with. That I don't know if he's an improviser or what, but I hated it. I didn't like him. I think that coat of arms is so cool, and I honestly want um, the Muppet creators on Facebook to uh-huh. make that. And... Um... To make it into, like, a lamp or something. Or, like, mm-hmm. something you can you put, want... like... You want, like, that we walk into your house and you're like, oh, there's my coat of arms. Yeah. And it's a... Yeah. I like that. That would like be it. so cool. Like, a coat rack. What if it has function? So, like, on its arms, like, in its hands, you can then hang your hat or your coat yeah. or whatever. I like that. This big beastie thing. <laughs> Spike Milligan was a comedic actor, satirist, and author. He was the key writer and performer on a radio comedy show, The Goon Show, with Peter Sellers. I know who Peter Sellers is. Peter Sellers, we did an episode yeah. with him, right? We did. Oh, he was the the Pink Panther guy. Didn't. So yeah, I don't know. I had no use for his humor. I feel like he was rude, and I, I don't know. I I can't I can't imagine this was an easy episode to record. I don't know why this guy was booked on the show though. Too, it's like, especially because when we were reading the biography, mm-hmm. didn't um didn't the author say something like? people were like begging to be on like, yes it they, was, they were, were clamoring up. especially yeah. by this point in the series that people were dying to be on the show and they did you know like 25 episode seasons so these were like pretty healthy sized seasons i and wonder why this guy went on or wanted to go on i don't know i really don't know so the muppet show theme in arab asks Is statler this- and waldorf how much to get things started then beautiful day monster bounces Gonzo up and down when he tries to play the trumpet. I thought that was funny, too. He bounces him like a basketball. Did they mention in this episode that it's supposed to be for adult humor? I got it. So I watched it on Disney Plus, and okay. I did get the warning what, not that I watched. Of course, we both fucking yeah. watched it on Disney no, Plus. No, I watched it on I the I watched it screen. on the big TV. Yeah, where you the get TV. the warning. Yeah, not while, watch, not while doing the dishes yeah. or driving my car. 
exactly. <laughs> as, as we sometimes do. When you watch it on the phone, sometimes it doesn't give you that warning, but it definitely gave me yeah. a warning on the TV. And I saw why. Yeah. <laughs> and you saw why, and you saw why, and you saw why. Like, this episode does not take a break from being a problem. It really doesn't. It was exhausting to watch. I think so, too. I don't know. I, I, I'm, like... <sighs> okay. <laughs> The first, our opening number, Kermit has planned an international extravaganza, starting with a Japan-themed number. In it, Fozzie gets confused and tries to sing Oklahoma, but the monster, samurai dancers, and Japanese whatnots turn it into Yokohama. It's like a spaghetti western, like so, a Japanese spaghetti western. When Kermit's like, oh, we're going to do a send-up to like the rising sun or whatever yeah. he said, right? I was like, okay. And then I see the the those, like, what the hell are they called? The monster dancers. I was like, oh, I love these guys, right? So that's great. And then when Fozzie comes out and starts singing Oklahoma... It got a genuine laugh out of me. I'm like, oh my god, why are they doing this together? But then you see the Asian whatnots come up and they start singing, like, (sighs) misplacing the L's for R's and everything. And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this episode is already off to, like, a racist start. We're, like, five minutes in. Oh my god, it just makes me think of, like, one of my favorite Betty Boop. Uh, <laughs> uh, episodes and it's called a song all my own uh-huh. and <laughs> I forget how it opens but she gets done doing her work or what she needs to do and she gets in the car and she drives to the airport and then flies herself to Japan pulls up does like a USO isn't it what is it a called? USO show it's, a USO show basically uh-huh. but She's singing, it's a song all my own. And she's like doing the, like. That was a very good Betty Boop impression. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, then in the background, you see all the people are uh-huh. like drawn a certain way. They all have that the hats. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, I have to play you this, actually. Uh-huh. Like you might have to put it in. Okay. If you're near Not the whole thing, it's too oh my God. Anyway, it's funny, but it also is like, yeah, I can see. Like, they made everybody look the same. Uh-huh. Yeah, they all, they, they don't even have eyes. They just have lines. Yeah. And then, like, Peter, not Peter Sellers, what the fuck is this Spike. asshole's name? Spike Milligan. At the end of this episode, he comes out wearing, like, a fake buck tooth over his I lips. I know! I couldn't that believe was, what we were seeing. I, I think I, I was could in not denial. Believe it. I kept looking away. Like, this episode was, like, hard to watch. So. It was cringy and yeah, shitty and cringy. just, like... And it was slow moving. It moved so slow was, for something that was ugh. so constantly racist and just, and like... I was like, this episode is only 22 minutes. I know. And, like, I've been watching this already forever. It's too long. Oh, my... God. Like, I can't even tell you right now. I, I didn't look at these notes yet. What's the UK spot in this episode? I have no idea. What could not be... What is, like, deemed... You know, I for honestly, not for American I watched audiences. three episodes before since the last, not in a row, but since uh-huh. the last time I saw you. Mm-hmm. 
That's illegal. I need you to know I know. This. I, I, I I'm glad to. that you mentioned this because you sent me an email <laughs> and you said that you, in, in basically through the emails and text messages, you said that you watched three episodes. <laughs> and I'm flabbergasted at that because that is breaking protocol. It is. Because now what you may have seen is something that was better than both of these episodes. And I don't know what to do with that, Megan. Yeah. We had to suffer through two bad episodes. We do these back-to-back records now. And I, 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 I I'm... I'm really upset. I, I don't know what to I say. I can't wait till you watch the third episode so you can t- so you can figure out why I keep saying Liz should watch that. Uh-huh. And as soon as you find out, you're gonna roll your eyes and laugh. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Okay, so our back Muppets, to this episode. Our Muppet salute to the nations appears to be growing too big. Scooter has been put in charge of organizing everyone, assigning dressing rooms and such. However, the Australians found their own place in the theater. But too big, maybe, Scooter. I, you know, I thought you were in charge of organizing all these people. Oh, yes, sir, yes, sir. Uh, Scotsmen's and Venezuelans, uh, dressing room two. Uh, um, Arabs and Eskimos, dressing room three. Move it, boys. Uh, hey, wait a second. What are the Australians up to? Huh? <laughs> We're up to this sport. What are you Yanks down to? So when the Australians enter, I thought this was cute that they're upside down because it's, the, you know, the other side of the globe, mm-hmm. whatever. But did you recognize that they have the gym Muppet as like repurposed for this bit here? Oh, yeah. No, wait, hold on. Let me say. Can I expand it? Yeah. See, he's been repurposed. This is the gym Muppet. I thought that was kind of odd because like it's so striking and it looks so much yeah. like Jim Henson. Like, cool, how do you hide that? I see a picture of Gonzo on your screen, and I was wondering if you liked my uh, here for Gonzo. I, or are you jealous of it? Should I make you a new one? I am really jealous of it. <laughs> I love that decal, Megan. So yeah, Megan I like this again. finally found a way to have the great Gonzo, Gonzo the Great, riding his uh, motorcycle. And I love that he's like raised up a little bit, like yeah. he's getting some air and shit. It rules. It really does, Megan. Then, it's so impressive. And then this one. And then it says here for Gonzo in, in like the most striking neon pink also. <laughs> yeah. It rules. Okay, so this next bit I didn't totally hate, but I hated it because it made me like Sam the Eagle. Oh, this was a good Sam the Eagle. But when you're sitting here talking about a uh-huh. Sam the Eagle sketch and you're like Actually, though, I like Sam the Eagle in this sketch. Uh-huh. It's a bad sketch. And it's a bad episode, yeah. right? Like, You're so not supposed <laughs> to be like, oh, the Sam the Eagle sketch was good. No, none of us should be identifying as Sam the Eagle, right? <laughs> so Sam the Eagle does a conversation about American and British relations with a proper English gentleman. Spike puts on an unintelligible Cockney accent. Sam demands that he speak the Queen's English instead. Spike speaks Groucho's English, asking... <laughs> Why should I? She never speaks any of mine. Like, I don't... I don't know. What's Groucho English? I I don't know if he means... Well, Groucho's English. I can click it. It's oh, a clickable uh. link. He must... Yeah, he means the Marx Brothers. Okay. But the Marx Brothers are American. I don't... I don't know what that was meant to mean. Okay. The only thing that I really did find very funny about this was the very end. Uh, as relations fall apart between the two... Spike drops his trousers on stage, revealing his boxer shorts have a British flag on them. I love England, especially in this close-up. <laughs> then show it. Show it. Yes. <laughs> I thought that was funny, mm-hmm. but only because it's set up to then have him be cut onto the stage with Kermit, where he's wearing American flag boxers oh, yeah. in our next bit. And then... 
not clever. Anyone can drop their pants. I didn't know you were Lithuanian. Oh, I guess yeah. implying that he's yeah. wearing a Lithuanian flag underwear. Yeah. This that's... episode sucked. I'm going to keep saying that, and, and I'm sorry. And then it's like, you were like, that was funny. That's Statler and Waldorf. I know, <laughs> yeah. That was a good one. Again, another character then, set that you're supposed to be like, they're not that funny, but when you're yeah, taking I'm pleasure in them. Yeah, I'm even Scooter here. What was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's Scooter so, doing? So disinterested that we're like, oh, Scooter's on screen. Yeah. Maybe he has something that I, could make this When I get bored in an episode, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to repurpose Wanda again. Like, I'm <laughs> still rooting for Wanda to come back into the game. I just don't think it's, I still don't think it's fair that Wayne is reoccurring on the show. And he keeps existing as Wayne. And it's not just like generic white guy. It's Wayne. And like, so, okay. I, be, be, I, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to say about this. Let's move so on. I, okay. I just scrolled down and I found out the UK spot is a song later on that's sung between Wayne and a dog. And while I was watching the sketch, I remember now that I'm like, this is bad. And then all of a sudden it said Wayne in the subtitles. And I was like, wait, that's fucking Wayne. Like, why Why are we still giving this motherfucker screen time? I don't know why He's Wayne He's not good time. either. Oh, my God. What actor in Hollywood is a Wayne to you? Is a Wayne? Um, I don't... Mm. Is it Chris Pratt? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Chris Pratt very much could be... very. Mm, is Chris Pratt a Wayne? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with him. I is. feel like a Wayne to me is... Now, we're going to say, like, an actor who gets too much work. Yeah. Who keeps getting hired to play parts? Tim Allen? No. Tim, Megan, Tim. <laughs> it is 2022. No, in the past. It doesn't have to be today's actor. Just give me an actor. Okay, so Tim Allen. I can, okay, Tim Allen. No. No, I won't second that because you, have you ever seen the movie For Richer or Poorer? <laughs> Where Tim Allen and Kirstie Alley go undercover as and, Amish folk? No. Not go undercover. They go into the... They, like, enter themselves into the witness protection program or something. They both go broke. And then they crash their car somewhere in Lancaster and then decide to just pretend they're Amish. And then Kirstie Alley helps, like, revitalize the fashion of Amish. Have you never seen this movie? Is this a family movie? Can I watch this? Yes, it is. It is a family movie, technically. Oh, my God. So Tim Allen is, like, a busy businessman. And I think he, like, blows all his money in the (laughs) stock market or something. You sound like one of the Lizzo's. (laughs) Is that... (laughs) So it's like a Nick Kroll <laughs> sketch. Beefy Liz. Um, so Kirstie Alley is a woman who's like she's a fashion designer who can't get a break kind of thing. But then she helps create fashion for the Amish. So like they pretend to be like Yoders this or whatever like Amish a movie last that name. I absolutely should have seen. It's from 1998 or seven. It's absolutely ridiculous, and I think you really should watch it. Yeah. It's probably on a streamer. What other movies are Kirstie Alley, Kirstie Alley in? Kirstie Alley is, I I mean, the Look Who's Talking franchise is Yes, Look Who's great. Talking. Uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Drop Dead Gorgeous. She she's the villain. I love it. Yeah. The villains and the villain's mom. So this episode is so bad, we're just going to list Kirstie no, Alley movies. No, but she disappeared. So what happened with her? She's a Scientologist. Oh, okay. Well, Tim, Tom Cruise is a Scientologist. And she's a Scientologist, work. and I'm going to, I'm going to be. a B-I-T-C-H? Probably. Well, she is. No, she's like anti-vax, anti-mask, big COVID denier, and uh, Republican. And on top of that, on she is 
a woman of a certain age who is also a She's heavy. A Karen. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like she has all of these qualities about her that unfortunately make Are her unlikable. less hireable. Unlike un- <laughs> less hireable in and Hollywood. Unlikable. And also, she's not un- she's not likable. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> the things about yourself you could change. But like, she was all the rage in the 90s. Yeah, and was she's she funny. Was she in one of those twins movies? Yeah, she was in Ashley Olsen, the Lindsay. Mary she Kate wa- and she, Ashley. Okay. She, I think she was in the Lindsay Lohan one. Wait. Was, it Takes Two. It Takes Two. What about the one where, like, you know what was always weird about the Olsen twins? Why were they always separated? And you then know they, what was they always find weird? Me. No, please, you know please tell me what's weird about the Olsen twins. Back then. In the movies, yes, every every Olsen twin movie depends like, on them. It being takes two. two. Yeah, was no. Kirstie Alley in It Takes Two? <laughs> Did she play a busy businesswoman? Okay, so what you're saying is that it's weird that those the twins. Existed as two separate people, right? That yeah. then came together to find yeah, but out. I'm totally the same. conflating them with Tia and Tamara. Okay, Kirstie Alley, Jackie, Jack Hay, Harry. I love her. Did you ever watch For Richard Report? Came out in 1997, <laughs> and it's rated PG-13. Does that fall? In yeah, really, that like, falls in close enough. Okay, it's rated PG-13 because probably someone says like shit a couple times. It's nothing like mm-hmm. you know. Somebody um, smoked a cigarette in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be 13 to see this. Because <laughs> they smoked smoked real cigarettes back then. Back in the day when people smoked real cigarettes. I can't find out which twin movie she was in. She might not have been in any of them. Oh, hey, Google, right? Hey, Siri. <laughs> was Kirstie Alley in a twin movie? Okay, I need to get back on track, Megan. I'm sorry. Scooter's rooming... Sco- <laughs> I just remembered it. You're like, oh, what's Scooter up to? <laughs> You're like, this episode sucks so much. What's Scooter up to? Okay. Scooter's Scooter's rooming arrangements aren't working out very well. He has the Arabs and the Eskimos sharing a room, but they both live in opposite climates. So when the Eskimos turn on the air conditioning, the Arabs set the room on fire to make the room warmer. Totally stupid. And it's just like another excuse for them to roll out these Arab Muppets that they've created. These like <laughs> racist characters. The, oh my god. I can't stand it. But They're like desert uh, Muppets. And like, like the sunglasses they yeah. have and everything. It's like very like, it's almost 90s to me in a way. It's, it's I don't know. It's I don't very it. Bugs Bunny to me. Yeah. A little bit. They did that. Our next bit, Megan. Yeah. A Scottish bagpiper wants to play... Bonnie Glasgow Samba on his bongos, but Kermit forces him to play traditional Scottish music on his bagpipes. Oh. The song played is Brazil. When his he sets his bagpipe down and then it gets back up and it starts to walk away. <laughs> and the only way he can stop it from walking away is to shoot it. I laughed very hard. I really liked that. I thought that was a ton of fun. Our Muppets News Flash. The newsman presents the news as translated by Spike Milligan. The translation eventually grows out of control where the newsman must report the case of a mad English comic attacking him. I hated this too. I was like, why are they doing an extended version of the news flash? I don't know. It's not even a good idea to do this. They didn't. I don't think they knew really what to do with this guy. And I do feel like 
this I know this, guy. this obviously is not how this show worked no. or works. But I feel like he came in and he ruined things by being there. And like they were just gonna do him up at News Flash and then here comes Spike Milligan and he's like being a pain in the ass. I don't know. He gave me very difficult vibes. I wanna read and see if he was a difficult person or if I'm just being like difficult people. Unfair. Then our UK spot, Wang <laughs> Wang. Our UK spot, Wayne sings Dog Walk. This sucked. But I really didn't realize it was Wayne until, like, see, he is a very generic looking I white guy. I see Wayne and I'm like, where is Wanda, bitch? Why is Wayne getting airtime? Wanda hasn't even gotten, like, called out. Well, she was in hair last episode. That was good. Yeah, that's, that's true. Scooter and Floyd discussed the lack of international understanding in the theater. No one can understand anybody else except somehow everyone seems to understand the Swedish chef. I thought this was pretty funny that the Swedish chef was yeah. kind of preaching out orders to everyone and they were following. <clears throat> I thought that was cute, too. Next, the Electric Mayhem's version of America from West Side Story becomes an international jam session when the international Muppet guests get in the act. I like that Menomina was there as yeah. like in like a hula skirt and with a little ukulele and stuff. This was cool. The bagpiper came back out again. Yeah. And I liked it because of the familiarity of America. Like, yeah. we all know that song from West Side Story. So it's it, a good, it catchy worked. song. Yeah. I, it must be kind of hard to try to, I mean, I don't think there was any anticipation that people would be watching this show 40 years in the future, let alone well, us, like, semi-dissecting it, you know? obsessed with... West Side Story, and they've seen every pop culture mm-hmm. reference to West Side Story. I bet you that person recently or knows it was episode. But like you know, <laughs> so whenever they pick songs, it's it's here or there. Like you know, we don't know them every time. Like any, next week when we do the Leslie Uggams episode, there's some songs that like I feel like I had known like a little familiarity with, but then when they finally did um, that final number with Big Bird. I was like, oh, damn. Okay, I love this song. This is great, you know? Yeah. So next, Robin introduces Kermit to Lou Greco, the Morse code flamenco dancer. The act does not work out so well as Lewis has ruined the chef's souffle with his tapping. Lewis nearly finds himself at the business end of a meat cleaver. Robin reveals that Spain and Sweden have declared war. This is another thing where I was like, Robin's here. I know. Robin saves any sketch that's going wrong. They really tried to like... He's so cute. Bring out all of our friends and enemies to try to distract us this week, but it didn't work. It didn't. It's like we are talking. We, I mean, we're giving it a couple of positive points, but just overall as an episode, it didn't move me. It was like slow. No. And This next piece, I didn't even understand why, why it was titled the way it was. This next segment is the intergalactic brotherhood of man, including things. What the fuck does that mean? A random and incomprehensible sketch including Spike, New Zealand, and a window shade. I like that New Zealand was in this. When New Zealand comes out on the stage and he hands him a note that says that like he'll talk off stage as long as it means that he can enter the scene so that he can be seen by fans and then become more memorable, that fucking killed yeah, me. Yeah, I yeah. love that. <laughs> Mr. Zealand would only agree to reading the part of the voice-off that says, Can we have our chicken back, please, mister? On condition that he would then be allowed to come on stage and show his face to the people as they would remember him and care about, get this, 
care about his career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my boomerang fish act. What, 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 what? what? Uh, New Zealand and his boomerang fish act. Like, oh, New Zealand, I always thought was kind of annoying, but I find him so sweet and cute and, like, a little dum-dum. He's just a little guy. He is a little guy. <laughs> he sort of reminds me of, um, I don't know. I sent you a fan art that I found on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, months ago at this point. I don't know. Of someone drew Felix the cat in the style of New Zealand. That's and it's like cool. the most adorable thing in the world. Because I, I think he is a cat. He he gives he off cat vibes. He is. And he's definitely neurodivergent. And he's just sweet. Yeah. He he totally is neurodivergent. All he wants to talk about is how he can throw fish. Mm-hmm. And like he will work that clumsily into any conversation you're having with him. Mm-hmm. He's like, actually, man, I want to show my boomerang fish act. And they're like, okay, Lou, we're we're not doing that right now. No, but and he's bold he's and he's do honest it. and yeah. I like him. I like him. I like him. I like him. Lou Zealand, here for we're you. here for you. <laughs> That's what you get. We're here for you. <laughs> okay, so Miss Piggy arrives to tell Kermit that she believes his idea to perform a parade of nations could qualify as humanitarian. However, when Kermit tries to organize the parade of nations, nobody will listen. In fact, they're all arguing with each other. It is only the wrath of Piggy that can bring peace amongst the nations. Then we get our parade of nations. The parade of nations sings, It's a small world, and Spike tries to join in, but Sam keeps telling him to stop. I hated this. I hated them singing. This song sucks shit. First of all, right? It's not good. But, like, they did it now for the last, what do you want to say, seven minutes of this show. Yeah. They did. Too long. That's all they did was sing this song. Yeah, too long. And Pete, Spike, fuck, Spike. Spike keeps inserting himself as, like, racist caricatures of other nations. Like, you're a white man. You could be Australian. You could be a ton of other, like, nations where white folks, you know, like, we, we, you, be Canadian. Be French. Be, Eng- be English. Be Amer- like. What are you doing? Why are you presenting as a Japanese person, a, a, a horrible racial stereotype of a Japanese person? Persian. Persian. I can't even talk. But Persian. it just it it sucked. It yeah. just made me so mad. I don't know. His, I was like, just kind of like over it. I was. I was just like. Yes. This, I was just like, okay, this episode needs to wrap up. Uh huh. And I barely, I could barely pay attention to this. And that they didn't just let it wrap up, and just kept the song going. It's almost as if it doesn't end. You know, like it doesn't have like a fine, like, I don't know. It doesn't end. Doesn't end. I did like when they shot to Statler and Waldorf, and they were singing and moving as though they were like marionettes or whatever mm-hmm. from. The small world ride. <sighs> yep. At least uh, we know it gets better. It gets better. But the episodes get better, thankfully. I was like peeking through, and like, so the way we've been doing this is recording two episodes back to back. I was looking through um, what we have to look forward for, to in season four, mm-hmm. and there's a Linda Carter and Christopher Reeves air back to back, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for us to get to those yes. two to do Superman and Wonder Woman back to back like that." Yeah, I, I I don't know. It has been very sh- like hard to watch one suck and then one be better. Yeah, that's kind of why I like watched the next one. Mm-hmm. So I could like at least change. Prep the... yourself. What was the next? The one after that, like elk something. 
I don't remember what her name is. All right, let me pull up the notes for the next episode so we can intro the next thing, right? And that'll help me see who the episode that you watched afterwards was. It's Elk Elk Summer. Yeah. Okay, Megan. Next episode. This episode was a huge bummer. So let's talk about next week's episode. Next week, we're going to watch episode 318, the Leslie Uggams episode. Leslie co-stars with Big Bird of Sesame Street. Gonzo has a first date with Camilla the chicken, but she has hay fever. And the flowers Gonzo brings make her sneeze so hard that she's propelled around the room. Later, Gonzo serenades her with a song he wrote for her. Camilla, you're prettier by far than Godzilla. In the middle of the song, Big Bird wanders by and Gonzo instantly falls in love with the huge bird. Gonzo flirts with Big Bird until Camilla drops a flower pot on Gonzo's head. This is like a very Gonzo-heavy synopsis I was here for it. So this episode premiered in the UK on January 26th, 1979, and it didn't air in the US until July 5th, 1979. That's a huge jump of six months. Hmm. Jeez. Um, Leslie Uggams, I'm excited for this episode. I... I mean, I can only think of several projects with her in it, but I think that she's very charming, and I think she should... I'm talking like I don't know what the next episode is, but I think that she should be pretty good. Yeah, I think she'll be good. Also, I love that Big Bird is in the episode. Oh, Big Bird. And when little Big Bird is so cute. I think he'll really bring some extra extra oomph to the Muppet Show. definitely will. Because we need it. I wish Bert and Ernie were on with him. Bert Bert and Ernie were in, like, season one, right? Didn't we see one with them? Uh-huh, we did. Where, like, it was mentioned that they were there, and it was a big deal. It wasn't, like, And I you love know. that Bert and Ernie are Jim and, and yeah. Frank. Yeah, I watched a clip online the other day of uh, Brian J. Jones, who wrote the <clears throat> Jim Henson book that we don't shut the fuck up about. Oh, I should look him up online. He, Oh, yeah, you should follow him on Twitter. He's a great follow. He really is. Okay. He tweeted out a clip from the Mississippi if... Okay, did you read anything about Sesame Street? If you watch any of the Sesame Street documentaries, they talk about what a hard time they had airing Sesame Street in Mississippi because of how, like, progressive the show was. Yeah. And Mississippi had their own, like, uh, imitation Sesame Street type thing, right? And on theirs, there was, like, Arnie and Bart, I think. (laughs) And there's a Bart and Arnie sketch from that Mississippi-style Sesame Street show that was circulating on Twitter. I need to show you the clip. It's absolutely bizarre. A chocolate mall. Yup, Bart. It's delicious. How about a little sip, Bernie? Yeah, just a sip? No, Art. Just a little, Bernie? Well, if you can find me five things that you measure in liters, by the time I count to five, you can have the rest of the mall. One. Milk. You measure milk with liters, Bernie. Good, Art. Very good. Two. Three. There are three more things that you measure with liters. Gasoline. Cola. Ice cream. Mm Mm-hmm. Four, Art. One more and I can have the rest of the mall. The mall. Bernie, the mall. Hey, Bernie, the mall. Mm -hmm. Bernie. Just a minute, Art. Five. Right, Art. Here you go.
So then he goes, oh, um, gasoline. And he has a, ca- a canister of gasoline. And he goes, gasoline is measured in liters. And then something else is measured in liters. And it's like, what the fuck was going on that Bart and Arnie have gasoline? That's not how Bert and Ernie work. It's like, Bert would be the one, like, kind of bogarting the malt, don't you think, over Ernie? Yeah. Like, Ernie is the, the schlemiel, right? Ernie is like, he always gets into some shit. Uh-huh. And um, Bert never really wants to, like, go along with it. And he's no. Like, he would never play a game to, like, get a sip of a milkshake or whatever. No. That never happened. Mississippi, you should have just let Sesame Street air. Mississippi? Hmm. The state with, like, the lowest, like, um, reading comprehension. Still? I think, yeah, they're still one of the, like, the lowest in education. But, like, at the time especially, it was like, this show could help you guys so much. Like, give a head start to some, you know, underprivileged kids, underserved kids, under, you know. And it's just, like, they wanted no part of it. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Well, join us next week as we enjoy Leslie Uggams with Big Bird. Um, I like the name Uggams. Uggams is a really good last name. Uggams. So until next week, you can follow along with us on Instagram and Twitter at ITTWTM, where you can send us a message. We would love that. Message us. Um, be sure to listen to next week's episode when we watch Leslie Uggams. I'm talking in circles now. I'm losing it. It's it's very hot out. I it's almost 100 said, degrees. why don't we get things started? Oh, we never got things started this episode. Why don't you get things started? So yeah, join us next week. We're going to watch Leslie Uggams. Follow us at ITTWTM and... Uh, Thanks for the gumball, Dougie.